everybody. Welcome to Black and White Reviews. I am Lee. And I am Chuck. And we are here and we're awake. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. We've had a long day. I don't even know why my day has been long. It's, my, it's been the last day of my little mini vacation that I took. But Chuck's actually been working all day. I think I'm just recovering from a vacation. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Maybe I'm... A vacation from your vacation. I, I, I needed a vacation from my vacation. Anyway, so what we do here on Black and White Reviews, whether we're talking about The Chosen, WandaVision, or music, or anything else that's going on, um, spoiler alert. We spoil things because we get pretty in-depth with what we're talking about. So um, just... You know, little little heads up there for those who haven't listened to us before or might have forgotten. Anyway, so what we do in this part with Chuck and I is we talk about the show The Chosen, and we are talking about the episode entitled The Rock on Which It Is Built. So, what would you say uh, you felt about this episode compared to some of the others, Chuck? Um, <clears throat> favorite one thus far. Yep. I, I thought it was... I don't know, a whole new light with Simon. He is cool in my eyes now. Like, this guy's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, before he's even Peter, he's just Simon. He's... I like Matthew better now, too, because of this episode. Oh, yeah. Matthew was so funny in this episode. Because he was just like, what? (laughs) He's just, what? Through half the episode. Like, how's this? What? (laughs) And... Um, it did answer a very big question for me, mm-hmm. um, which, again, it doesn't say it in Scripture why what happens happens, um, but it makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, like, why not? Like, you know, with the fish and everything like that, why, why not? So it was just – it was – you got to see Peter in a whole different light. Right. You got to see him in his darkest of dark. Um, his humanity came out. He's stressing. He's scared. He's nervous. He's everything. But then you see just, you know, the bond of brothers, you know, that's huge come out of this. And it was just, so far, it's, I've liked every episode differently. For different reasons, this one, I, I sat there just engulfed the whole time and <laughs> loved it. I feel like this episode I've only seen, I've seen, I've seen like this much on, the least I think. Yeah. Um, well, there is another episode that I, I have seen a few times just because I love it and it, it brings me to tears every time because it's just so amazing. But um, it it, I the the two parts I remember the most in this series are um, the scene at the end here where, where Simon meets Jesus. Right. And then there's another scene later on where Nicodemus comes face-to-face with Christ. So this is actually episode four, right? Yes, this is episode four. So they could have actually titled this one, episode four, A New Hope, and it would have fit. They could have. We <laughs> talked about this. <coughs> we did talk about this. Because <laughs> the last one, Revenge of the Sith did not fit for, did last, not fit for last, last week. Did not fit last week, but A New Hope would fit this week. <laughs> So anyway, here we are. So, I mean, so let's just kind of get into the episode itself. So, um, best way to explain it, um, here, I mean, here's what how IMDb kind of describes the episode. It says, with his life and family under threat from Rome, Simon spends one last night fishing in a desperate attempt to square his debts 
Andrew spots a familiar face waiting for them on the shores of Galilee. So, that's a pretty decent description, a couple sentences. But basically, the whole thing comes down to, we start right off with where we knew we were going, which is Simon is about to basically give up and report all these other fishermen, these merchants, right? And so they can, you know, the... um, the centurions can take them, arrest them, and, you know, God knows what else. So we knew that was coming. Here we are. We're finally there. Okay, how is this going to pan out, right? So is he going to is he gonna choke? Is he going to do it and then feel bad? Is he going to, you know, okay. So he, he basically finds Zebedee's, like, buoy left behind and then says, hey, go this way. And then they crash into a sandbar, and he's like, Oh yeah, and, and but that centurion was like, dude, you totally did that on purpose. Like he was mad. But he's I, like, no, 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 I meant that way. You basically I like, you I told idiots. you guys to go this way. What's the matter with you? And it's funny because I didn't notice it the first couple times, but before he hits the sandbar, before they do, he grabs the boat. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and it, it's funny because he they actually they actually did a quick cut of him grabbing the boat, and I didn't recognize what that meant the first time I watched it. But it's because he knows those waters so well, he knew exactly where the sandbar was going to be and where he needed to grab before they hit it. Well, even the Roman soldier was like, "Yeah, you know these waters better than anybody. Exactly. You know what was coming. Exactly. So that's what was pretty cool to see how he kind of took that in there. But they get they get back to the. Uh, they get back to the sandbar or to the beach, you know, after the oh music thing with the fish and all that stuff, which I don't know. It was really cool the first time. I wish they should have like switched up the song a little bit. I don't know. Just it was a good song. See, I think for me, what would have been cool is keep everything the same. Mm-hmm. But I keep looking for it and it doesn't change because it. Right. It's pre-recorded and it won't change. Mm. But every week, having more and more fish turn blue. Right. Would have been cool. That would be a cool way to do it as the, as the season progressed. Nothing against... I mean, I think right now we're just trying to struggle to find something we don't like about the show. <laughs> but honestly, I think they could have added to it. They could have definitely added to that to make that, that intro a little bit different. Like, change it up a little bit, make that progress as we progress. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even, even <laughs> something as small as two or three more fish. Right. And then at the, by the end of it, more of the fish are blue than right, right. That would have been beautiful. That would have been pretty cool. I get you. So I mean, basically, they're back on the beach now, and there's this whole thing where he's explaining what's going on, and the the guard slices in his ear, which he later refers to as his wife's favorite ear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. What? Why? That was just he was just being Simon. That's his thing. He's just creative. He's funny. So um. After that whole thing happens, he gets he gets pretty upset and ends up going down to see Zebedee and his sons over at the pub there and explaining what happened. And he comes out with yeah, everything. With everything. He just he admits what happened. But the thing is he says, Listen, I was there following you guys. I was like practically in your wake, right behind you, and I purposely threw us onto a sandbar and saved you guys. So what I think you should do is give me all your fish. <laughs> so I can be okay, and then we can use this against you know them and use their knowledge, and then basically you hand that over. I'll tell the Romans that you d- haven't been fishing, and you guys will be cool. You know we'll be all set. You know you don't have to worry about it. And they're like, no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But you know it's just whatever. They, they, it kind of it kind of drops there. They don't really say much. They don't really go anywhere with it. But it's interesting that he does have this relationship with them, where although they were upset with what he did. They didn't, like, they didn't act as if they weren't friendly with him at some point. Like, really well, they friendly. They didn't believe him at first, either. Right. They were like, because he was getting up right, 
he was getting up ready to take off. And then wasn't it Simon's brother that actually Andrew, yeah, yeah, like basically has him sit back down to let's continue this conversation because he was part of it too. In actual defense, like he was defending his brother, mm-hmm. at the same time being like, "I'm defending him while he's being an idiot." Right. Like what he was doing is dumb, but at the but same time, there's, you know, there's some validity behind what are, I'm saying here. You know, we're all you know. It's us. We're not Romans. You know, we need to, you know, if, if we separate and we fight amongst ourselves, then it just gets worse for us at that point. Yeah, totally. Totally. So then we get over to my buddy, Mr. Vaney, Vaney Head, Quintus. Quintus, I mean, I don't know where they found this guy. And it's funny because he keeps saying, he's like, where did, we, where did he find this guy? Like, that's what, how he feels about Matthew. But when I see him, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing, but I'm also thinking about this guy. Like, where did they find him? And whoever thought, like, oh, this guy would be perfect for, like, the big bad Roman that we see. Because he's not big and bad. He's just, he's kind of like the, um, like the bully in high school. He's a tool. Who's got power. Yeah, he's a tool. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just... It, it's funny, but I, but I love him in it because he's, although he's the enemy, you know, he's not the ultimate enemy. Right. You know, so, and it, but it's it's just, it's really, really interesting. But Well, it's I, funny because he even asked Matthew, like, where's your faithful companion? Like, yeah. your sidekick. He's like, he waited outside. Yeah. Well, why? He's afraid I'm going to die. <laughs> no, he basically said you're afraid to get, he's afraid you were going to get killed. He's like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Oh, what was it? He's, uh, I don't have it written down, but it was actually a really great line. But anyway, it was, um, as he's talking to him, like, Quintus just kind of goes off on how weird the Jewish people are. He's like, you guys all worship one God, yet you're all divided. You people, he's like, yeah, I think you people want to be ruled. Just as an excuse to complain about things. <laughs> That's how he feels about all the Jewish people. So true. Um, In that time, it was, uh, his... His reason, his reasoning on that makes total sense. Oh yeah, well, there's that, and then the other part where Matthew comes back and what does he say about it's almost as bad as Romans or something like that? I don't. Remember. It was a line that it was a real valid line, but he was definitely speaking way out of line. If he and if he wasn't gonna get like run through the last time, like this was the perfect time where he just ripped on Romans. But he was saying, he's like, yeah, because that's not your thing. Like, that makes sense that you wouldn't blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't even afraid. Right. Like, there was no, like, he, he stood by exactly what he said. And that's, that's, I think that's what Jesus sees in Matthew, is that he stands behind his convictions. And, like, he... Well, he said, he was talking about how, you know, they're, he's looked at, you know, because this is at the oh. part where Quintus asks him to go follow. Yeah. To go follow Simon, and he's like, "Well, they really don't like me." And he goes, "Well, they don't like us either." He goes, "But well, it's different." Yeah, you're Romans. Yeah, I'm a tax collector. He goes, "You were born that you way. You were born that way, and I chose this." Right. So it's a huge difference in how it's viewed, and that's even in the first episode we went into that about how the Romans were the Romans, but Matthew chose this lifestyle. Right, and. He's looked at as almost worse than right. the Romans themselves. Of course. And that's the thing, is you say worse than the Romans. When he said worse than, it's like you just ripped on the Romans pretty hardcore, right, to his face. Right. But, hey, anyway, it was cool. But <laughs> he wants Matthew to go down there and spy on Simon to find out if he's actually double-crossing them. 
He's like, oh, is your, is your place secure? He's like, yeah, my dog will be there. Of course you have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, what's the thing about dogs back then? I don't know the whole history thing, but it just, it was funny that, like, everybody seemed, like, to say something about him having a dog. So I kind of like to look into that and see what it was like. What do dogs represent? Or what was, like, what type of person would have a dog? Or, or why it's so weird that Matthew, of all people, has a dog. Right. Unless... Having a dog back then is like being a cat lady today. You Maybe. know, eight cats. No, I have eight dogs. Yeah. But at the same time, it was, it, was, it was weird to him that Matthew would have a dog. Right. You know, anybody else, fine. But Matthew having a dog? Mm. I, I question that as well, too. But maybe, I, at the maybe same time, a, I blew it off as quickly as I had the thought, too, because right. I was like, whatever. Well, maybe it's a matter of, <clears throat> of him <clears throat> thinking you guys are basically like slaves to us. Why would you have... You know, you guys are basically pets to us. Why would you have a pet of your own type thing? It's a good that's Maybe a good that's kind of how he saw it as, you know, like, oh, yeah. man, like, of course you would have a dog. Okay, whatever. This is ridiculous. And it, like, <laughs> and, the, and if you just before we skip ahead a little bit, I'm going to make this little statement. Don't if you, if you know someone like Matthew, don't ever have them be a spy. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing there, and and then then they lock eyes, and you just kind of like he tries to like he, hide away, and then <laughs> no, he doesn't. It looked like he was doing the old the classic, you know, the glassless mirror trick where someone's now you like see me, now you don't. no, no, like when somebody's standing there and they're like, oh, let me pretend to be them, so they don't know, and it's like they scratch their head, they scratch their head too. Like it looked like he was mimicking them. Like maybe he won't notice it's not me if I move with him. Like it was so ridiculous. Every time Simon would move out. Matthew would move out. And yeah. Simon moved back to Matthew. And I was like, he's it, really, really bad at it this. It looked like Bugs Bunny to me. That's was, that's all I got was, you know, we've seen that. Elmer Fudd's, like, looking in the mirror, but it's actually Bugs Bunny on the other yeah. side mimicking him. And that's all I he's saw. he's standing there awkward, too. It's just, I was like, this guy is awful. Yeah. We get there. We get there. <laughs> so um, we see the Pharisees, and they're all talking, and they're getting around. They're talking about John the Baptist. You know, they're the saying baptizer. the baptizer. Yeah, the baptizer. John, the baptizer. And this is the first, by the way, you hear him called as Creepy John. Oh, I love it. I told you that that was going to happen, right? Yeah, Simon's <laughs> like, don't talk about Creepy John. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, Creepy John. Creepy John. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which, I mean, again, it makes sense. Like, you know, how did people see him back then? It's like some people believed him. Some people were like, he's just Creepy John. <laughs> okay. So when the Pharisees are talking about Creepy John, um, which they refer to as John the Baptizer, um, it's so funny because there's Shmuel who's there, and he's always the one who's just like, you can tell he's just the one who's going to be against everything that Nicodemus starts to understand and believe as we go on. Right. He's technically under him as far as like level of who's you know the highest teacher, but yet he's questioning everything because he he wants to he's studious and he's actually offended by all the things that he's seeing that are outside of, you know, their religious beliefs, right? Uh, their traditional beliefs. So, uh, but he just goes off and he goes. And the worst thing is, you haven't even heard the worst part. They called us snakes, <laughs> and he's like, and then the like they said how worthless we were. And he's like, oh, the other guy's like, he's preaching a populist message and all that stuff going back and forth. But Nicodemus just hits it. He's like, did he perform any miracles by any chance? Kind of negates the entire statement almost. Right. Because he's like, yeah, because you can see it in his eye. So he's like, yeah, I agree with the fact that they're calling us snakes. Right, right. 
So to continue with that, <laughs> did he perform any miracles? Did he? Because he's trying to figure out too. Because they're talking about, you know, the they're talking about John the Baptist, and everything is going. So he's trying to really narrow down. Okay, hmm. is it the Messiah? Is it, you know, where are we going with this? Well, is I he mean, still trying to figure out all these questions he's had every episode so far. He's almost like a detective trying to figure out, okay, what's next? Yeah, well, if he what's knows scripture, which he does, the voice crying out in the wilderness, you know, is telling of the coming of the, you know, like it's, we knew it was all going to happen. So he could be getting like so many different things. Like, is this the Messiah? Is this the one who's telling us the Messiah is coming? Right. Because it's all there in scripture. So um, it's, it's really cool to see like the wheels turning in his head. But for some reason, nobody else, nobody else thinks this makes sense. Uh, right, then again, especially the people who have been studying it, quote unquote, right, all their lives. But but all of them know that that Mary, you know, had a miracle. Okay, a miracle was performed. Only Nicodemus seems to really care about it and wants to like he's just so amazed. But right. nobody else seems to care anymore. They they all dropped that. Like nobody's talking about Mary anymore. Right. Ever since Yusuf found her, you know, that was it. It got passed over to him, and then that was the end of it. Well, to them, it was still. A time-delayed exorcism. Right. Well, that's ridiculous. Time-delayed exorcism. <laughs> Pop this pill eight hours later. <laughs> <Yeah>. And call <laughs> me in the morning. <laughs> that's not how it works. <clears throat> anyway, as we keep moving, we got uh, Eden's there, and her brothers are there, hanging out in, in Peter's house, or Simon's house. And it's funny, because you look at them, and they're so nice to him. They're so smiley. Like, hey, Simon, welcome home. And he's immediately just like, what are you guys doing here? Like, wh- come on. What, what, what do you, like, no. Last time I saw you, you sucker punched me in the face and we were done with this. And then you realize that her mother is sick. Right. You know, she's in the back room and he's just like, I, we can't, we can't do this. You know, we can't have your mom here right now. And, and right. then they come back with, oh, what kind of a man are you and all that stuff. And it's just basically. Well, he was like, well, we don't have masks. We can't maintain social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we don't know what she's carrying right now. When did she did she lose her taste and smell yet? Right. You know. You know. But the whole point was like he's going through some stuff, and it's for her safety. He's basically saying she can't be here. You know, nobody should be here because we don't know what's about to happen because of X, Y, Z, and all the stuff that's going on. And then, so. and then his wife seemingly comes around to defend him, and she's like, "Well." For whatever the reason is, if he's saying she can't be here, mm-hmm. then that's my husband's reason. Right. And then but, he's like, thank you. Yeah. And she goes, but. <laughs> <laughs> She's my mother and I'm making the decision. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay. But then, so they finally leave and he basically comes clean to her to a point. Like he just, he just says, he didn't say exactly what he was doing. But he does explain. He's like, listen, we're in a really bad financial situation right now. Right. You know, we could lose this. We could lose that. And he it's admits just, it's not an affair. It's oh, yeah. not gambling. Yeah, it's not, not anything this. like that. It's just a matter of, like, where they are financially is not good. And his efforts that he tried to, you know, to go through in order to fix this aren't working. And I saw that as he was coming He was coming and just saying, listen, I've tried everything I can. And I'm, I'm not doing anything I, I almost did something shady, but I'm not right. because of this and that and whatever. But she comes back with some really great stuff when she's just saying, like, you've had your eyes closed around here forever. God is with me even if you're not. You know, where's your faith? Ouch. You know, and it's it's great, like, all these things, trying to do everything yourself, 
haven't pursued the Lord, you know, since we got married, and that's why, you know, like the the, the man that I married, you know, this, you know, that is why you're so desperate and stuck. And I know you're sorry, and I'm glad you were honest with me. But she just said, she's like, I'm like, I'm done. Maybe God will get your attention now. And I think this is so cool because this is an exact parallel of what we go through in our own lives when we try to, we feel stuck, we feel like. You know, we get caught in a lie, we get caught mm-hmm. in something, and we try, you know, even if we're struggling in life, at a job, at right. home, with family, mm-hmm. husband, wife, whatever the case may be, and we feel like the world, you get to imagine the world, his world must have felt like it was just closing in around him. And we all, humanity, we all sit there and try in our own strength to make something happen, to exactly. make it work. I have the answer. I can do this. I can do that. And mm-hmm. it just causes more and more trouble. Oh, yeah. When in reality, it's we've lost our faith mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. We're not going to God in that area. Well, so many of us think that in our in our weakness or, you know, we are strong. But that's no. not the case. It's like in our weakness. So like when, we're, when we, we get stuck there, it's like, okay, that's when everything comes together and we can overcome this situation. No, that's not how it works. That's when we learn to stop, let go, and trust God. And that's, and that's so good of this whole episode is all about that. It's all about faith. It's all mm-hmm. about, you know, getting out of yourself and, and focusing on, and on trusting the Lord. Right. And, I mean, he doesn't, the thing is he doesn't know the Lord right now. Like, he knows God, but he right. fell apart, like fell away from that. But and he doesn't know Jesus. And it's funny because even if you fast forward a little bit, even when his brother comes around saying, "Like I saw him, yeah. I saw the Messiah," and he's like, no, "Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, right here." He's like, "We're saved," you know. And he and he tries to explain what happened, and, <laughs> and he's like, "He's not John," but his response, and this is what what we're talking about specifically, is like, "Is he a big man? No. Is he is he a rich man? No. Is is he a doctor? No." It's like. Well then, how is that going to help us? <laughs> you know, and it's, I, I love that he's just like, well, like how, like that's not going to fix our, you know, my sick mother-in-law who's in the house. If he can't do that, then how is that? How is that Messiah? Now again, we have to think. What did they all think the Messiah was? Well, they all thought it was going to be military. You know, it was going to be military. So if he's not big, then how great of a military guy is he going to be? Right. You know, if he's not rich, how is he going to like direct people as if it's military? And then a doctor, he's not going to heal the sick. So it's like, okay, whatever. But it's funny because if you think about it, he is all those things. Right. He is all those things and then and then some. Right. Or I mean and then like all the rest. Right. <laughs> but it's just I, I love how he gets it because that's how we get. When we sit there and get into situations in our lives and you know, no matter what it is, if those situations where we don't turn to God, it's because we think like this. Right. You know, because we say, I understand, you know, it's good to pray, but I gotta do this right now. It's like um, okay, I've got to do this because, okay. Right, and I think that's what's really good, too, is they brought, Dallas Chains did a really good job bringing a lot of the struggles and the issues that we have in the 21st century mm-hmm. and paralleling it to the first century <laughs> and really showing that they had the same struggles. The cool thing then was is when they got to call on Jesus, he was right there. Right. Right. And, and I'm watching this saying, oh, man. How cool would that be? How cool would that be? You know, I mean, it, because it's a lot easier to have faith in something you see directly in front of you, clearly. Right. And so <sighs> the struggle is harder for us 
you know, and I mean, the world is so populated at this point. It's just there's so many of us that are lost and don't have that type of relationship with something that we can't see in the definition of sight that we all right. know. You know, we can't see, hear, feel, touch, whatever. But, you know, there's something, and it's it's so hard for me to describe what it is when I'm, when I'm in the presence of God and I can tell. You know, it's hard to exp- express, it's hard to explain it. Sometimes it feels like uh, I'm just like I'm being washed by a wave. Sometimes I feel like I'm just being hugged. You know, sometimes I, there's so many different ways that, that I feel that I, that I, I can receive that. Right. But anyway, it's just, it's just something so different about some dude who's just like, hey, let's, uh, oh, you, we'll get there into their relationship later on. But still, like, hanging out, cracking jokes and whatever, which is what Jesus is doing in this. Right. We get it. And it's like, it, it continues to grow. But anyway. You know that just that whole part right there, where I'm like, it's like I'm I'm sorry I'm not jumping out of my sandals right now because creepy John pointed a, pointed at somebody because <laughs> he's trying to explain. Andrew's trying to explain. He's like he pointed at this man and he came out and he's like, great, creepy John pointed at a dude. Big deal. I like I don't care. Like that's not gonna make anything, whatever. But. And he starts packing up to go fishing. Yeah. And then this is when Matthew comes into the picture. <laughs> he, he walks off and there's Matthew there. And he's just like, uh, like, what are you doing, man? It's like, oh, great. He's like, oh, well, I have to. He he basically just says, I'm I'm making sure that you know our investment was good. You know, you. He's whatever. like, whatever. Quint just you to watch me, didn't he? He's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, that's it. But I I love it. Um, he finds out there that he's um, he only has until sunup, because. Like Quintus is just like on the on the move to basically take him out because it's like you didn't deliver you were supposed to deliver and you did not right and they don't believe him, but I, I love <laughs> as he's spying there, and he's not being sneaky. You get from Simon he looks you're a little off aren't you? <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> and yeah, you know as you watch it you go yeah he is but it's funny I felt like he was less off in this episode. I didn't. Like I, I thought like, I mean he he's was, he's very off. I thought he was everything he does in this episode is off. First he is confronting not just a Roman soldier, but the the magistrate. An elite yeah. Roman soldier. Yep. Speaking back to him, speaking out of place, speaking with a backbone like, like that. Then he's quote unquote spying on Simon in the wide like not hiding behind anything. He has his dog with him. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm saying... And then he sits there and he literally... Like, he follows him... Because you'll see he follows him to the beach. And he just sits there all night watching. Mm-hmm. Keeping an account and, like, expecting something to happen. Prepping to just watch the death of yeah, this yeah. guy. I guess. But, I mean, I, I was saying in the sense of, like, he's... He seems like less off because he's just he's just straight up being like doing what he's supposed to be doing. Like he wasn't like being nervous about it and hiding back. Like he just went and did it. The only time he, he looked nervous was when he was. <laughs> but that's what makes awkward. it off, though. Right. I'm going. I want you to go watch this guy and spy on him. Hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm coming to spy on you. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm spying on you. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. That's. That's why it's off, because right. the average person would have been hiding behind something, watching from afar. Right. You know, being unseen. He's just like, hi, 
yeah. spying on you. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's I think the <laughs> fact that he's just so out there is what makes him off. Right, right. And I love the fact that Simon calls him out on this. He's like, "What's wrong with you? Are you <laughs> off?" I actually was watching it and I cracked up laughing by my. I was alone. I just started laughing hysterically at that part. It was for, it was pretty funny. That's funny. So. Um, <laughs> Now we get kind of get back to Zahara and uh, Nicodemus. That's his wife. Yeah. Um, and they're just sitting down at dinner, and they're talking about like what their plans are. She wants to go back to Jerusalem because they're only planning on popping by for a little bit. He goes, "No, we're going to be here for about two more weeks." You know, he said, "We'll be." Uh, we're, I'm expecting at least a fortnight, just so we can kind of conclude his research. She's like, "Are you kidding me? Like anybody else could do that, or you could go back and we have all these archives." He goes, "That's basically we know it's not that kind of research. Like he's trying to figure out what's going on here with this whole thing. He wants to get to the bottom of this miracle situation." And it's weird because he's kind of stepping out of his role Mm -hmm. as the rabbi, trying to do all this research, and. You know, looking back 2,000 years ago, she was really out of place at the time questioning his decision at that. Mm-hmm. So they were both kind of out of their normal roles. Right, right. Because she questions him a lot. She does, but then he comes back and, he's, and he basically says, I have spoken. You know? Like, quiet. Yeah, like he, he just says, I've made my decision. Say that You're today done. and see what happens. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how the household is. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they, they have their conversation, but that's when Yusuf shows up and basically alerts Nicodemus that John was captured by the Romans. He's like, well, how? Well, Shmuel probably tipped him off and told him exactly where he was. You know, when they actually, I'll get when we get to that, I'll get there. When he actually goes and sees John. Oh, yeah, it's just the last second. There's something I thought about when I watched it, but I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. So we get back to Simon shipping out. So here we go. Um, Matthew's hanging out with the dog, right? And he's hanging on the beach. Not really much is going on. He's not doing too well. And basically, (laughs) he's out there yelling. And then, you know, Matthew looks over his dog because the dog's like, like concerned he goes it's okay sometimes people bark too you know <laughs> but it's just he kind of knows what's going on and I, I thought at this point I'm just like you know there's one thing oh is there thanks Jarvis it's my that's my notification sorry <laughs> so anyway excuse me there's a message for you yeah well he's over here playing with his phone but um, my, my concern is like he's just not having any luck out there with his fish trying to cast that net out there you know what he needs the perfect cast. <laughs> what is it? One o'clock? Two, Two o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> anyway, um, for those who don't understand that reference, a goofy, uh, movie. A, a goofy movie is probably uh, one of Chuck and my, like... It's my the, favorite it's those Disney hi- movie with original characters. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a hidden treasure among Disney movies. And I bet you, if, you ever, if you've never seen it and you watch it now... You probably won't feel the same way we do about it because we grew up on this. So anyway, this this I I watched it with my kids like a week or two ago, and for me it was like, oh my god, I remember every single word from this movie. And I don't think I ever owned it. I think I just watched it at my cousins so many times or on TV. Oh, I own it on DVD. I bought it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm like I'm having this movie <laughs> this forever. This movie's great. <laughs> anyway, um, but the perfect cast was a perfect cast, and he could totally use it here. Anyway, um, 
as he's out there, he basically starts pulling, like, I don't know, to me it was like a Lieutenant Dan <laughs> when he's just cursing God. But he's basically up He's like, oh, yeah, make the Chosen as numerous as the stars, only to let Egypt enslave them for generations, then bring them out and part the Red Seas, only to make them wander for 40 years in the wilderness, only to be crushed by Rome at this point anyway. And he's just like, he's just, what kind of a God are you? Like, right. what are you doing? First and you promise it, then you enslave us, then you bring us out of freedom. Yep. Then you ins- give us, our, then you give us our promised land. Then you take it away. Yeah. Then you enslave us by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. Then you free us. Yep. Now you're we're under the capture of Rome, and it's like. But what he hasn't realized though is the reason why all that happened is because of the attitude he has right now. Right. Right, and that's the that's what we all kind of keep going back to is. Uh, well, I mean, it, it could be a, something as simple as you know, if you're faithful with little, then you'll you'll you know, be faithful then you'll with be much. yeah, you'll faithful with much once you get that. So it's like that's how things work. And if you're gonna sit there and be unfaithful all this time, why is God gonna bless you if you're not being faithful? Right. So that's what it comes down to, and that's the lesson that gets you you begin to learn as you become a follower of Christ. So, but when he's there, he's like, "This is the God that I'm supposed to thank for what?" Like he's not seeing. I mean, obviously, the big picture. We don't see the big picture. We're not God. We don't, we're not able to sit there and look around and be like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that, see our entire right. timeline in every situation in our life. Like, I, th- I think somebody put it this way before, like, um, God, oh, maybe I won't even bother quoting that because I don't remember how it was, but something about looking at it like a book. You know, God can see all the chapters in the book, you know, and he can flip to whatever page he wants and see beginning, see the, you know, the end, see the middle, see all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of written, but yet, you know, there's there's choices like a choose your own ending Goosebumps right. book or something. See, the way but, I was, someone told it to me, I think it was actually Steve um, said to me, he says, what makes God so powerful is he doesn't just see like this one thing that's going to happen. Right. Because we have the opportunity, because everybody asks, okay, so we have free will, but God mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't that kind of take away free will? And Steve actually said, well, picture, for example, look at um, Endgame. Mm-hmm. When Professor Hulk goes back, mm-hmm. and you see how she throws the timeline out, and then mm-hmm. it splits. Right. Because she takes out a stone, and it splits. Right, right, right. Picture the timeline splitting 100,000 different ways. Right. What makes God so cool is he can see in an instant all 100,000 different outcomes right? based on a decision you make in one moment. Right. For every moment of your life. Yeah, and he doesn't have to sit there and <clears throat> shake his head a lot like, you know, um, what's his face there, Dr. Strange. Right. Does your friend always do that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, it's just, it's... How many times have we been in this place in our lives, you know, where we're just like, how could you do this? Um, why would I thank you? You know, and like this... How been... often... Right, and how often do we say that and then realize that God was actually in it all along and then six months later we're back there again. Right, right. Another, and it's... Like... Hello, and, it, and I mean, it makes sense. Hindsight's twenty twenty. When we let our emotions get to us, we forget the things that we forget the miracles and the things that God has done for us. The times where He was faithful, right. you know, even when we weren't, you know. And it's those situations that that help grow our faith. And that's why it's really important to journal. You know, I, no, I try I to journal. journal. I, I try to, 
And it's been very helpful to go back and go, oh, wow, look how much has changed since then. Or, oh, man, I've really backslidden since then. You know, like there's a lot of things like testimonies and, and trials. If you document them, it's going to be a lot easier because you can remember things, you know, and then certain parts of it fall out and you forget, just like watching a movie, just like really anything. But if you actually document it in the heat of it and you have that to look back on later on, it's not a nostalgia thing. My wife will tell you I'm nostalgic. I mean, you would never guess looking around this room. No. <laughs> <that> I'm nostalgic. <laughs> I don't think anything in here actually came out of the 21st century. Yeah. So just so you guys all know, it's 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 like Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Star Wars, Batman, like <laughs> all all these all these things from the past. Um, but anyway, that's a joke <laughs> that only Chuck gets because he's here. And now you do, because I'm tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the whole thing. Is like He just says, I think you couldn't figure out whether we were chosen or not. It's like, I, I, we think that you, you're you just like senile and but don't know what you're talking time about. That he's, it's the first time that he's being brutally honest. And it's the first time he's prayed or just spoken to God in, in any way. Like That's right. the thing. He's like, he's just speaking to God because whatever. So shortly after that, Zebedee shows up with James and John. Hey, we're going to help you fish because, you know, we need to get this done. Because he's just, he's having no luck. He's got maybe like two little tiny fish in his net. And you That's see about him it. like losing it too. He's just done. Like I said, Lieutenant Dan, he's <clears throat> just done. Um, I think he's finally found his peace with God. Got his sea legs. Anyway, so they discuss a few things almost jokingly, just like I thought for he levity. Couldn't feel his legs. Huh? I thought he couldn't feel his legs. That's what he said. No, he's like, I think I want to try out my sea legs, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yes, stupid, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my legs. <laughs> anyway, ice cream. Uh, so An- Andrew, uh, so they're going through this whole thing, and they're trying to bring levity to the situation. Hey, maybe you could like, you know, they're they're being like semi-serious, but also trying to make it jokey to like lighten up the mood. <laughs> Which is like, hey, you're probably going to die. You should probably, like, escape with a caravan and go off to Egypt and, you know, just live there and fish over there. The Nile's got plenty of fish. You'll be happy. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to work. Eden's not going to go, oh, well, you can just send her some money, right? Like, <laughs> And, again, it goes back to the, the guys joking. It's just like, you know, them doing that. But, it wasn't, again, it, it wasn't really joking. It was more like just levity for the situation. Like, right. here's a thought. Could be a ridiculous thought, might not be, but hey, whatever. But it's the morning. Now we get to the morning, and nothing's been caught. You know, they've had no luck. All of them are there. Matthew's basically passed out in this little crouching position on the beach with his dog. It, it was his dog, and at one point they're going by, and they're like, "Oh, great! The Romans are just waiting for them at the beach." And I'm looking, I'm like, "Doesn't look like Romans to me." And then uh, my, when they did the first shot, yeah. Because they said it, I looked at it, I was like, oh. And then it panned back over. I was like, right. no, that's not Romans. Yeah, when they first when they first said I looked at them, like, but it didn't look like Romans. I'm like, okay, I could be wrong. But then, sure enough, they even came up. I said, okay, those aren't Romans. Um, so it, you find out it's like Jesus that's out, out there just talking to people who were, who were listening to him. They were a bunch of scribes, I guess it was, that he was talking to, which I didn't catch on the first time. But Andrew, once he realized it, he's all like, yeah. Like he's he's like jumping through. This is the guy I told you about. Look, 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 go on, come on, go on. And it's so, funny because their boat pulls up. Zebedee's boat goes the other direction. Yeah, his boat just happens to pull up 
right there. Well, yeah, because Zebedee's like they were going up that direction. Yeah, but he, you see a crowd of people. Yeah, like they're. And it's not like they're on the beach a little ways up. Mm-hmm. They're four or five steps from the water. Right. And he pulls up right in front of them. Well, because he thought they were Romans at first, and he was like, well, I got to go deal with this. You know, he's not going to hide at this point. Turn myself in. Yeah. So he was just trying to make it easier, but that's when Jesus is like, hey, can I stand in your boat? The people in the back can't hear me. What All if- the way in the back. <laughs> there was like 10 people. <laughs> so I, was, I saw that, and I was really confused. I'm thinking, I'm just like, wait, if people can't hear you, wouldn't it make more sense if you stood at the top of the beach and looked down to that? Eh. Whatever. I'm pretty sure he he probably knew what he... He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he, it had nothing to do with the people not hearing him. I know. <laughs> and that's what was so cool about it. He's like, can I just keep you here? Can I make it seem like you're, you know, make you feel like you're helping out here for a second just so I can distract you and, and get into what, get my point across? He's like, I know you have to go, but just last, allow me a few moments, basically. I have something for you. And he goes that's, into his parable. And he goes into the parable. And what was the parable about? The fisherman. The fisherman. Right. Right. Give me a few. I, f- I don't remember the exact. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, but basically, talk about like what does the net do? And Peter's like, oh, it gathers. Right. Yes, it gathers. He's like a little louder. It gathers fish. You know, like okay, yeah, that's what it does. And he's like, yes, all kinds of fish. And basically, when the net gets full, you know, then it gets pulled up. You know, and he's comparing it to heaven, like the kingdom of heaven. Right. Saying when when it gets full, it gets pulled up, and at that point, you know, um, it gets sorted out. The bad fish with the good fish. Exactly. All, all these different fish. So it'll get sorted out. So it'll be at the end of the age. Basically, like the angels will separate the evil from the righteous. So as he's talking to these people, he's like, now, now you scribes, you should all be taking all this stuff down. You know, making sure that people know this and understand this because it, it's pretty important. And he's like, some of these, you guys will get it. So, you know, some of these parables will make sense to others and some it won't make sense to it all. But, you know. Take it down because to the ones it makes sense to, you know, they're going to be the righteous. You know, they're going to make it. So and it will help the ones that don't get it in this moment. Exactly. You know, it's there's a whole point to it. So after they do that whole situation there, um, basically he looks over at Peter's like, "Okay, put your net, put your net down for a catch." Andrew jumps to it like he doesn't even, doesn't question. It's like he's already gone to the back of the boat getting things ready. And Peter's like, "I don't I think so." Peter, yeah, Simon's like. like Dude, I've been at this all night long. There are no fish out here. It's not going to happen. And I'm just, I'm done, man. I'm just giving myself up. Like, he gave up. He had no more will. And now, mind you, he's on shore, basically. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, they're not out in the water. They're (laughs) 10 feet out, maybe. Not even. The back of the boat is probably 20 feet out. And it's a 15-foot boat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's about where they're at. So he's like, throw the net down. And it was amazing the way they did it. It was it was very well shot. He's sitting there, suddenly the boat it looked like they got hit by jaws. Right. You know, the way the, the boat, boat the boat just like to rocked. It hit. It was like Poof! and it's like, what? And all of a sudden, like the boat like almost flips over in that second. And Zebedee and the boys come running through the water, which is a great shot. You know, they're they're running over there to basically help lift the net. They struggle for like a full solid TV minute, right? Which was like okay, like Probably this is a big 15, deal. Twenty minutes and 
in yeah, TV time. Yeah, in, t- in real, in you know, in their time. Right. Like for us, it was a minute, and I'm like, oh man, like all that time went by trying to get this up. That is a big pile of fish, and they were huge fish too. That's a big pile of fish. That's one big pile of fish. <laughs> 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 oh, Goldblum. Anyway, so as as this is happening, Jesus is laughing. Like he's like. He's laughing with tears in his eyes. He's just so excited for what's happening here and knowing who Peter is right. and, you know, what's going to happen. And it's just, he is just overjoyed. Um, and now, just. This is the part that's so cool because when you read, when you read the Bible, it doesn't say why this happened. Right. It doesn't say what the purpose was it for. Right. I mean,. It's. I mean, he was fishing and he didn't have fish, but now he does. Right. Like that's it. That's all you get. But it was enough to pay off his debt. Right. That's the like. Mm-hmm. It was such a large amount of fish, like all good fish. Yeah. No bad fish. No. All good. Like. Yeah. No. No blemish. <laughs> spotless. <laughs> spotless fish. And it filled up the boat. Literally filled up the boat. Like. <laughs> Hold the stern to, to the point about a stern where the boat was falling over and they had to get out of the boat. Right. I mean, like, sorry, that this was way too much weight. The boat is going; it's capsizing, which is just crazy. Where did these fish come? They were they hiding on in the shallow waters the whole time. Five feet offshore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man, so it's it's so they're they're getting it in finally. Simon gets out, and this is just this is the first scene that just had me in tears when I first saw the show. And just falls to his knees right down into the sand and just breaks down and is just like, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. You know, and he's just like, I've done so many horrible things and and have sinned in my heart and, 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 you know, right out. And he's just, don't be afraid, Simon, you know. And he already knew. Oh, yeah. He knew everything. He knew about his debt. He knew about everything. He took care of his debt. Mm -hmm. Knew about all of it. Yep. And, you know, he comes back and he's like, we waited so long, you know, so long that we, we just gave up. And he's just apologizing. Like, we waited for, the, for you to be here, to exist. Right. And we all just gave up. We didn't think it was ever going to happen. That's what and, Zebedee says, too. Yeah. Because he even called. He goes, James, John, you come with me, too. Because this is where right. he says, now, f- come follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he asks. He's like, anything you ask, you know, I'll do. He just says, follow me. So when he talks to James and John, because he, he invites them over as well. Um, no. No, because James and John are with Zebedee trying to take care of the, the fish. Right. And Jesus, Jesus goes, says to him, James, James and John, John, come follow me as well, too. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And they were like, what? And Zebedee goes, this is the guy we have been talking about mm-hmm. all our lives. Yep. Go. Like, yeah. What are you like? You're an idiot if you stay. Well, he's laughing. He's laughing because their concern was like, "What about Ima? Like, what about mom?" It's like he's like, "I'm pretty sure she's gonna be cool with you missing dinner." Okay, right. <laughs> go and hang out with the guy we've been praying for our whole lives. <laughs> like, come on, and it's just, oh man. I mean, to me, that would be like, name your name a celebrity that you've been longing to meet. And them coming to your house, like, want to go hang out? Jesus. I know. I'm, just, I'm, trying, I'm trying to just put, like, in reality. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm saying my celebrity would be Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then just being like, hey, let's go have dinner. And you're like, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, 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 no. The guy who does the voice for Jar Jar Binks. That's Mr. That's, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> or no, Babu Frick. <laughs> I would love to meet that guy. <laughs> it's a woman. No way. Yes, a woman. Nah. Yes. That's oh, yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's a woman. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Anthony Daniels. I am C-3PO. Yeah. Human cyborg relations. Okay, that's all you want to say about it? Okay, anyway, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> but it was just... At this point in time, in the, in the I mean, this is coming close to the end, and it was just cool to see Zebedee was like, we, we're in this time. Like, everything that we have been praying for, hoping for, wishing for, studying in Scripture, all the stuff, this is that moment, this is that guy. And then he's like, and I'll go bring all the fish to market and settle up Simon's debt. Right. I'll take care of it. You guys do what you got to do. And then it cuts over to Nicodemus going to talk to John. Well, not even that. I thought it was just amazing when Matthew came by. It was like, this is worth a lot of money. Um, like Impossible. Uh, it's completely impossible. And this is where everything starts to make some more sense to him. And so you start to see, like, because obviously he understands it. He's um, Jewish. So, like, he, like he, knows, he knows of the Messiah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous that he, uh, he got to be there and witness it. But, you know, he's intrigued. Things are going to change. Yes, that is uh, that is Babu Frick right there. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, I am Babu Frick. Yeah, but he just his response like this is worth a lot of money. Uh, okay, is great. And then yeah, that's when you see uh, Nicodemus go to see Creepy John. So this is the part I was talking to you about. Yeah. Have you ever seen <clears throat> Scooby Doo the movie? Oh jeez. Yeah, probably. I, I barely remember them, but yes. Okay. Mr. Bean <laughs> in the movie. Uh-huh. You ready for this? Rowan Atkinson, yes. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you this picture. For for those of you listening to this, if you No way. <laughs> no that's that's her? Yeah, sorry for distracting you. She's so we just so Chuck just discovered that what was her character's name in that? Like, uh, it was like Myrtle, Cra- crazy Myrtle, or yeah, in Harry Potter. In Harry Potter, in yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Anyway, that's the one who plays the voice for Babu Frick, and that makes perfect sense. Her voice was pretty creepy. Yeah, but she was annoying in Harry Potter, though. Oh well, yeah. Anyway, but her voice does not sound like that. At oh, it all. does. Watch Harry Potter again, and then think about it. That's true. We just jumped off. So you were saying, yeah, Nicodemus, so, Creepy John, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Rowan and Atkinson. So, so look up Rowan Atkinson, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Um. And you're gonna see this picture. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. Okay, I see it. That's pretty funny. It's when <laughs> at the very end of the movie in Scooby Doo. Oh, I was he, thinking about the island one. That's the second one, right? And he's in that as well. No, he's in the first one. He's yeah. not in the second one. No, the the island. 
Is that the second one? That's the first one. Oh, it is. The second oh, one is when um, Ray Romano. Oh, the real one. At the end, you find out he's revealed that he was hidden the whole time, and he's he's all bearded up. He's all gotcha. bearded up, and gotcha. he's all bug dyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that's I, the first thing you when thought you was see, Scooby Doo. When you <laughs> when you see Creepy John come from the shadows into the light, I was like, Scooby Doo, <laughs> where are you? How funny is that? That that's the first thing you think of. Okay. Okay. Oh. Sorry. Well, well, you should be. <laughs> I'm highly offended. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, honestly, this this episode in its entirety, like a lot of things are coming together. A lot of things are making sense here, and you're seeing how it's tying into some more biblical stuff, like the actual scriptural um, stories and history. And, but honestly, I was just really, I was wondering how they were gonna have Simon go where he was going and connect. And, and understand, you know, who Jesus is. And the, and the way he does it is just... Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's beautiful. And the title of the episode, A Rock on Which It's Built, is mm-hmm. fits perfect because even in our own lives, how often does God break us down to the point where we have nothing? Right. Just so that he can make us... Like, Simon was broken down to not... He, he right. had zero hope. Right. Zero hope. He was supposed to die that morning. Yeah. Then his debt was paid. He had a brand new... Like, how relevant is that to our walk and our lives today? We come to a place where we feel like we are about to die. And people go, oh, what a what a tyrannical God, or he's so mean. It's like, no, God's right. not doing it. But he's allowing things to happen so that we come to a place where it's like, I have nothing else but to rely on you. Right. I have nothing else but to follow you. Right. And it was—Jesus didn't go in the midst of everything, come follow me. It was at the end when he had nothing left. Right. Oh, guess what? One, first, I'm going to reveal myself to you. People around you have been saying, it's God, it's God. And you're going, no, no. Is he Is he a doctor? No. Is right, he this? Right, no. right, right. And then in front of you, that's him. No, it's not, because we're just idiots <laughs> as people. <laughs> Until it takes God doing some miraculous, crazy sign, like filling up a boat with fish that magically appeared there, um, or you smoked for 20 years and then you don't smoke, or you were an alcoholic and now you're not, or you were addicted to this and now you're not. Or some other crazy thing happens, and all of a sudden, magically or miraculously, it's not happening. And then, after all of this, and this is how patient God is, too, is after all of this, after all of our stubbornness, he then goes, so, one, I let you bury yourself. Mm-hmm. Two, I let you come to the—I've revealed myself to you. You were blind and stupid and didn't want to see it. Mm. Three, I did something miraculous for you. You're still questioning it to a degree. Now, this is truly who I am. Come follow me. Right. And we have the choice. And I think, you know, every so far, every week, except for one, um, we have put out a message to or an invitation to people. You know, if you're listening to this, if you watch the show, if you're fact-checking us by reading Scripture, if you're doing all of these things— and you feel that tugging at your, at your heart, and you feel like this has been a parallel to 
whatever's going on in your life, like you feel like I'm at the end of everything. Mm. Um, take a look at, at Simon and be like, okay, maybe God is calling out to me as well too. Right. Because he is so, and that's what's so cool, is he's sitting there watching Simon with tears of joy because he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, He's like, this is all going to culminate with he's going to follow me. Right. And he set the... I mean, think about it. Jesus had random people on the beach right in front of him, knowing that the Romans were after him in that exact spot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? But so just know that if you are finding yourself in a place like this, God is calling to you, as he's called to us um, so many times over and over and over and right. over again. And I'm guessing, Lee... There's probably been times in your life, as in mine, where I've ignored it, I've been blind to it, I've been deaf to it. Of course, um, many times. But God is so patient, and he's saying, you know what? Come follow me. Mm-hmm. Come follow me, and God's calling to you guys, too. If Even with this, he is saying, come follow me. So that's our little thing today in regards to our invitation to, you know, <clears throat> what God wants to do in your life. Yeah. Yeah, a real a real um, thing there is. I don't know if anybody's ever heard the, ter- the term like jailhouse Christianity. A lot of people look at that as like, oh, now that's it, it's it's people who are outside of the faith who look at that and say, oh, you went to prison so you found Jesus. It's like a cliche thing, right? But no, in prison, do you know how many people are saved and their lives are dramatically changed? Um, look at look into is it Kairos Ministries? I think that's one of this. There's a bunch that go into the prisons and they, and they minister to the prisoners, and that's when lives are radically changed. Yeah, they're still they're still dealing with you know their sentence and whatever is going on in the prison, but their hearts and their lives are changed right, right. then and there. And eternity and is set before them. Exactly, and but it's sometimes you have to get to the point of of being in prison. And I'll admit, like I know this is nothing nothing that I'm I'm proud of, but I was I was arrested, I was put in prison. And the funny thing was, it was after I, and this is the sad part, it was after I realized that Jesus was, you know, the way, I still made a mistake, and I, and I, was, I was arrested, and I was put into a prison. It was only a night, but still, it's like, I put myself in a really bad place. Been arrested a few times. And it was, it was a situation where I look back, and I'm like, wow, and I saw all the things I, I would have lost if I continued going down that path and putting myself in that position. I mean, I almost missed the birth of my daughter. It was a week later. Oh, wow. A week later, my daughter was born, and it freaks me out. I'm like, whoa, look how bad I allowed things to get. It also shows the grace of God at that moment, too. Exactly. You know, I couldn't imagine, I mean, whatever, leaving my, my family, you know, my, my child without a father. That's, that was the worst thing for me. Right. You know, so, but that's the point, is like, you have to get down to that low point in order for you to realize, oh, because that was like, I, I recognized who Christ was, but I wasn't ready to, to give up my things yet. Right. And see, the thing is, is we don't I have still to hold on to the boat. <laughs> right. We don't have to get down to those low points, but our, because God's ultimately saying, I don't want you, I don't want you to get down to that point, but sometimes we need that. We need to get down <laughs> there just so we can get out of our own way mm-hmm. to allow, because less of us and more of him. Right. That's what and we need. I, don't, I don't know. It's just, this the show is speaking parallels and it's showing me more than I, I than just the direct scriptures ever did. 
but right. it's, it's but it's even if this well, is for not me, it brings intri- it brings reality into because I'm a I'm a huge visual person right and like I'll I'll listen to uh, in a in a an audible person too I'll listen to something since COVID happened I have probably read seven or eight books in the last nine books in the last year mm-hmm. oh good that's nine more books than I've read in the last twenty years right but I can't I, I can read I just I'll read a page or two and then pass out. Right. I'll listen to it. I'll watch <laughs> a movie. Um, like I just I list. I just watched um, the Left Behind series. Yeah. Now I'm listening to the book and I'm so intrigued and I'm oh, like, yeah. Yeah, this is so cool. But if I actually opened the book and cracked it open, I would get through <clears throat> two pages hmm. and never want to touch it again. Yep. Um, I hear that. So do I listen to scripture? I listen to it. I'll read it here and there, but this right here is bringing it to life in a way that I was like, because I started watching it a couple like a year and a half ago, like I mentioned in the beginning, and I kept on falling asleep, and I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Thinking this wasn't worth it. Now that I'm really watching it, I'm like, yeah, one of the best Kicking short <laughs> series I've seen in a long time. Well, it's not a short series. We're we're waiting for the next seasons to come out. I mean, it's only eight episodes. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like a TV show that's 20, your average was 21, 22 right, right, right. Season, episodes long. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens as it, as it continues to grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, really hats off to the, the entire team that's behind making this series. Because it's, it's really... VidAngel, uh, right? Uh, yeah, VidAngel is what's doing it. But they're also the ones who um, they have a service that you can get. So we're not trying to plug. I'm like, hey, if we plug, maybe <laughs> you can sponsor us. Cool. I mean, they're being sponsored by everybody, but that's the whole thing is they're like, they're, they're crowdfunding everything. It's the highest, the biggest crowdfunding project for a, you know, a, fil- a show like this ever, ever done. It's, it's crazy. Even compared to like Super Troopers? Because that was crowdfunded as well too. Yeah, but not, this is a TV series. Crowdfunding, yeah. So for, eight, for a series like eight, this, nine seasons. Yeah, and they're going to keep on going. So I mean, even so, yeah, it would totally blow that out of the water. They were saying, um, I think it was a thing that that he said that Dallas Jenkins put up there was, the 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 goal is to raise a hundred million dollars for the entire series. And if you think about it, a lot. Game of Thrones did like two billion. And you know, how With many? A lot more special effects. They yeah. don't have a lot of special effects in the show. If no, they don't. I but mean, that's, the but biggest that's the one thing. I've seen so far is the fish magically appearing with the little bubbles in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've done a really good job with what they've had, and honestly, I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. But I think uh, I think I lost my train of thought. To be honest, um, the whole crowd funded doing uh, eight seasons. Oh no, no, the, the VidAngel. What they do is they have um, you can get this VidAngel app or whatever, set it up where any of your streaming sites, like whether it's Netflix or Hulu, um, you can actually set this to cut out um, certain things that you don't want to view or hear in the movie. So it can cut out profanity, it can cut out uh, nudity, things like really? that. So it's like it's ten bucks a month, and you basically link it up to all your other accounts, and it and it clears out, it cleans everything up for you. So you can watch things guilt-free, not worrying about, you know, if something pops up that right. might, you know, go against your convictions or be offensive to family members. So I thought that was pretty cool. Something Another I'll, cool I'll way around that as well, too, it. is when you look at it and the description says, rated R for nudity, language, and you don't want to watch it, mm-hmm. don't watch that movie. Yeah, that's another way to do it, It's funny because I was watching a I – didn't, I didn't even realize it. There was a movie that was on Netflix – Forget what it's called, but it had 
I think it was Idris Elba was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Idris Elba movie. He's a good actor. He's mm-hmm. up. Well, he he's up and coming. Right. And it opens up with this. They're in Europe somewhere, and they're on this mall of some sort, like this giant staircase, and there's a hundred people around, and this girl comes walking down the stairs with high heels on. Uh huh. Opening scene. Right. I'm like, done. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? 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 Like, one, there was no, there was no warning. Like, oh, this this movie has these things in it. Mm-hmm. I would never have hit play. Right. But I'm like, why would? Why? Yeah. Why? I can't. I can't ask anything yeah. else but why. Why? But so to, to you know to your point to if <clears throat> if I had something like that available, it just would never have happened. Yeah, yeah, true. But so I'll tell you, that's a. I want to try that for. Yeah, is it worth ten bucks a month? Probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe something to consider. Anyway, that's our little plug, I guess, for VidAngel today. But um, it's it's really, it's really well done. I'm I'm just happy with what they're doing. But I think the whole point is, the way they're doing the show, and I don't want people to think that we're like worshiping the show, because that's the thing. You know, that's it, we want to make that clear. That we're not worshiping it, but we're just we're very happy that somebody has found a way to take scripture, and even if the specific scenarios that lead to the things that are directly out of scripture are not, you know, true, and it's not saying that these people are were there and and witnessed it, but the fact that they're making a situation like this whole tax situation where he's going to lose his his family, his boat, his house, all that stuff, you know, and at, tying at, it into the miracle of Jesus, and did. tying it into that. It's it's the best way for someone like Chuck and I, at least, who who really get our stuff from from movies and visually like this to have a storytelling like this. It's the best way for us to be able to say, oh, man, you know, even though my situation is not exactly like this, we can tie it back right. and and see a practical application for how, you know, the miracles of Jesus have changed lives, right. you know, in Scripture. So it's. You know, it could have been a situation like this. It could have been like that. You know, Marvel's what if. You know, like, what if this happened? Oh, wow, I see. That's a real valid point. Maybe that could have been it. Maybe he did have wine hands. I don't know. Right. So. And until we go back and replace the stones where they would belong. Oh, boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, well, I think we're I think we're past that time where we're just rambling now. But, hey, thanks so much for listening. Um this is this has been this is seriously just a good old time just to hang out and talk about something we really enjoy. Yeah, so. I'm getting sad too because we only have three episodes left mm-hmm. of um, season one, and then we're gonna wait for season two to come out. So, well, next... I, th- I think we're gonna talk about the Goofy movie at some point next. <laughs> we sh- yeah, three more weeks of the Chosen followed up by a fourth week of a Goofy movie. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, everybody. Thanks again, Jeff. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great night, guys.